0: Good evening. It is the day trippers. It is a Monday night. It is the forum. We're a little bit late starting. Apologies for the technical difficulties, but we have got uh, four topics and uh, we will be selecting a fifth uh, topic from the comments uh, and the chat tonight. So with me, uh, Ray, your host, we have got uh, Pete. How are you doing, Pete? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good, good. Hi, Pete. Um we've got Neilo. How are you doing, Neil? Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Uh, and we've got um uh, a few weeks off the back of Neilo's big comeback. We've got another big comeback as well. Uh it's not quite Stevo daily levels of comebacks, but it is Big Joe Walsh. How are you doing, Big Joe Walsh?
3: Good, thanks. Good, right? All good.
0: Nice excellent, to be back. Excellent. Yeah, no, that was good it's to have exi- you It's back.
1: exciting, it's exciting, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's great to have Joe back, a uh, very insightful uh, member of the crew. Um, so we tonight we'll cover, um, as I say, four topics. Um, we will uh, discuss Tiago. and there's been a bit of news uh, today about Tiago. Um, Klopp obviously realised we were talking about it tonight, and he uh, divulged a bit more information about uh, Tiago's status. Um, then we will go on to uh, Nilo's topic, which is uh, around uh, people telling... Other people, how to support the club. We'll then go on to Joe's, um, a topic which is um, is the weight of the crown weighing heavily on uh, Liverpool's head and shoulders, and uh, then we will uh, go on to Pete's topic, which is around. Um, the Ferrari out of uh, Cavani's um, post yesterday on social media um, after scoring a couple of goals. So um, we will um, we'll start off with Tiago, and that's really kind of my topic. Yesterday, when we were thinking of the topics, um, I wanted to it discussed this whole situation with Tiago and the fact that it's, I think it's 44 days now, lads since, since the Derby and since the, um, the, the horror tackle, which obviously got the red card it deserved. And I think we were all maybe lulled into a, uh, bit of a false sense of security initially when he stayed on the pitch, paid that, played that lovely reverse pass for the goal that ultimately never stood. Um, And interestingly, Klopp did come out straight afterwards and and did sort of say that it looked like a bad injury for Thiago. But as we've learned um, since, um, his status has kind of fluctuated really from uh, appearing on the training pitch um, to then uh, just no real update about when he's likely to be in a squad or uh, get back on the pitch um, to really today's news around him... um, Still being out probably until January at, at this stage. Um, and and I guess one of the things I wanted to discuss really and probably send it over to, to, to the rest of the lads is this clamor for information from Liverpool. Now, um, you know, we are absolutely um, I think as a fan base starting to get hooked. On uh, social media and looking for any little bits of Liverpool updates we see tonight, some rumours starting to circulate about Alisson being out, um, having uh, tested positive uh, for COVID-19. Whether that's true or not, we'll get to find out soon. We had rumours circulating about Matip. uh, last week, and that he's going to be out for six weeks. Um, I'll, I'll I'll send it over to up first of all. This clamour for for updates. I mean, it's getting a little bit ridiculous now, isn't it? Surely, surely the club um, they have to manage each and every player, especially now. And if if we don't get information, what right do we really have to expect the club to be giving us all these updates, minute by minute, hour by hour?
2: absolutely none to be honest you know I think it's it's gone into overkill I mean we talked about a couple of weeks ago football being I mean the fact that it's on three three games a day four days five days a week you know you enjoy it a little bit less I mean forget about the crowds not being there but I, I find the whole thing a little bit less enjoyable um, I and mean, you must remember the amount of money that's being made by certain social media accounts just by kind of circulating these nonsense rumours really Um I mean, there's, this it just builds up into an obsession. I mean, the lad has taken a pretty bad knock. You know, different lads react differently. Expect certain fellas to play through the pain. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a bone problem. Or he doesn't have a muscular problem. It's obviously a case that he doesn't want to play through the pain. They have a problem with that? But I don't scroll through to that to see who else is talking about it to see why. It's like, when are they? let the club manage? Let the manager manage the player, and let's see what happens. It's an absolute obsession. I agree with you, mate. It's it's borderline. It's boring. Them. It's overkill. You know. Mm. Just let, let, let the lads run, and let the, the injuries... injury that nobody's going to stay out the out the side longer than they they need to. Let let it lie. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Nilo, just in terms of the blow of uh, having him out until January. I mean. He's a player that we all got excited about. Um, How are you feeling about the whole Thiago saga at this point?
1: Um, Well, to be honest with you, I wasn't really following it too closely, you know what I mean? Because I'm in my 40s now, so, you know what I mean? Footballers that are out injured are just out injured and they'll be back when they're fit. Like, I don't really pay too much attention to it, you know what I mean? I can't understand it. I can't understand it. It just goes over my head. Like, if a chap's injured, he's injured. And when he's fit, he'll play. And there's no conspiracy going on. It's so like, what could possibly the conspiracy be? Like, you know what I mean? What well, that he's all of a sudden on the brown or something mental. Like, you know what I mean? He's just injured, man. It's just Why are we even talking about it? It's mad. Or, is it genuinely a thing?
0: Yeah, it has been. The last couple of weeks, people have been uh, speculating about uh, what's going on. What are the? What are the <laughs> I clubs, think it's a lot to do the with the football.
1: It's a lot to do with the football shit to watch at the minute with no fans there, so people are just looking for something to talk about, maybe. I don't know. It's just all weird to me. I don't really I never really understood that. People thinking that there's some type of I don't know, uh something the like or Clandestine going on. I really don't think so. The chap is just injured, didn't
3: he?
1: It wasn't this, this Richardson fellow, wasn't it? Wasn't it him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a horrible tackle, you know what I mean? Maybe he just takes longer to recover than other people. Yeah, um, like a hangover lasts for four days for me now. It used to be only, <laughs> you'd be gone by eleven o'clock in the in the morning. Now it's you know I have a drink on Saturday, Thursday. I'm only getting
0: right. Really... Uh, a, a big Joe. Um, I mean, look, it was a horror challenge. It's in some ways, it's no surprise that he's out. Um, for this long, but uh, and Eunice is saying that it could the club could have been more transparent. Um, but I think the club probably didn't necessarily know what they were dealing with in terms of the extent of the injury they obviously tried to get him back on the training pitch and then they and then he realizes that actually this isn't quite right and and the worrying thing is unlike i guess diagnosing something and and resolving it this seems to be something that's just lingering which probably doesn't bode too well for the rest of the season um do you think we have to manage him carefully back into the picture now joe
3: yeah, um I was paying a bit of an interest because I'm still in my 30s, so uh <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um it must have two, yeah, two, I, have we gone
1: back to two thousand and
3: four I just think uh with most of their injuries whether it's hamstring strain or there's a sort of four to six week period with this because of because of the injury and the the way the knee bent back, I just don't think they were able to say uh, definitively with how long it would be so that's probably and then when he when he actually ran on it and tried to do a bit more he obviously have an issue so I don't know I don't think there's any conspiracy or th- just think just think it was a bad injury and like there's no point in rushing him back
0: yeah um I mean, uh, I guess in some ways, um, it's a bit like, it's about, it's a bit like making the signing in January now, because that's what it's going to uh, equate to. So to have someone of his, I think the other thing for me as well, we, we all got so excited about having him, you know, in the squad, in the team. We'd see, we've seen some some great stuff out of him in the limited amount of time we've seen him on the pitch. Um, I, I think that probably also goes as to why people are desperate for news, doesn't it, Joe? Because, like he he was kind of build as this this next big thing in some respects. I know Jota uh, or Hotter, as you like to call him, as as really as really kind of. Um, you know, sort of burst onto the scene, but really, it was Thiago who was exciting people, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, I think out of all the signings, he was—he like he was the one that people were watching out for because he'd won the Champions League. and what Mo was most excited about so, and then with all the injuries as well this season. Yeah, I think me personally, I was looking forward to seeing him the most, and with the midfield it was always an area where I felt we were probably it was our weakest position. So with him coming in, I thought I was just interesting to see how. How the team would play and which sort of uh, how the front three would, with someone like that in the middle would have uh, how it would have went. But so that's that's the unfortunate thing, yeah. That that he's out and like that. People thought he'd be back in the squad last week, and now it's just dragged on. To, it looks like January. So uh, yeah, it's disappointing. But what can you do? Yeah,
1: the, tra- the whole transfer saga dragged on for fucking ages as well, didn't it? I that just that just heightened the anticipation, maybe.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he was he was someone that everyone was desperate to see. And obviously it got dragged out because of the uh, Bayern Munich staying in the Champions League all the way through to winning it. So, look, we'll just have to be patient. Just going to close on, on that topic on the comment there from um, Emmett Kavanagh, who's saying, lads, questioning Thiago's durability. It's a joke at this, you know, it's a joke at this stage. Uh, and you'd love to see how many uh, recover from a, a tackle of, of just like that, which we've seen uh, Rehalsen put in. It, it was, it was, it was a shocker. And, and the fact that um, you know we're going to see him, hopefully now for half a season, is probably better than what could easily have been. <laughs> The other outcome, which is uh, the same as what we uh, what we got out of van dyke 's injury, so um we'll move on to onto your um topic, Nilo, because we're kind of touching on you know supporters you know how they are today how how um, how people behave on social media and so on but you 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 were kind of you wanting to talk more about supporters in general yeah well it 's
1: just a little beef or a little bugbear that i 've had for a long time. Uh, some supporters, this is what I've noticed, right? Maybe it's just a personal thing, but you can, you, you maybe you guys can come back about it. They think that they have a, a superiority complex for want of a better term, that they, the way they support the club is the right way. And if someone, if somebody else has an opposing opinion or a different way of supporting the club, then they're wrong and they're fucking ages and they tend to get bullied and victimized even a little bit sometimes. It's a lot to do with, and I'm not talking about, uh, people from Liverpool and people not from Liverpool that's not what I'm getting at at all it's just like I suppose it, it can be a generation gap as well like lads who are 16 and 17 I can't even speak to them because I don't know what they'd be talking about so how they view the game is completely different in the way I do so I wouldn't try and force my opinion on them or try tell them their opinion are, is wrong because you've all type of aspects in you cultural societal age everything and it's some there seems to be a bit of it trend to kind of gang up or victimise some young lads in their, I don't like maybe they're not young lads all, but the way, they don't support the team the way a certain people think it should be supported they're wrong, and they're fucking idiots and we're right, and it just bugs me, just annoys me. Once they're supporting the team, it gives a bollocks what way they do it. They want Liverpool to win as much as anyone else, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I mean, look.
1: Am uh, I just being a prick?
0: No, you, you'll, look if you go to, if you go to you know if you go to Anfield you will you'll witness around you in a very you know sort of small area around you the different ways that people are supporting the team yeah you'll you'll, you'll yeah. have some 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 people getting on players backs as soon as they make a mistake you'll have p- other people who go there with with very clear agendas against certain Players and that's no different on on social media. People will play those those agendas out on social media, um, and you'll get other people who are just kind of blindly cheering the team on, whatever they you know what what whatever's going on on the pitch. And yeah, like, I, think I,
1: all, I think it's all I think it's all right, man. I think that's isn't that what makes social media and what's supporting somebody that's what makes it so colourful and bright, isn't it? That everybody has different opinions, and we all we're all pulling in the same direction, but uh, with different with different ways and means. And I just don't understand why certain people seem to have the, an air of superiority where they can suggest what the right way to support the club is when once you support the club, who fucking cares? Just do whatever way you want and don't be listening to anybody else.
0: Yeah. I think some, for some people, one thing that social media has given them, uh, especially if they're, you know, uh, you know, a big account, shall we say, I think they, they, they think that, you know, those Having those ten thousand followers or whatever gives them a gives them a, a more uh divine right to to, to Exactly. To Some people who have opinions. a have
1: a platform think that their opinion is more valid than someone who has only his twenty-five mates are following them. And it's yeah. his opinion is no more valid than anybody else's.
0: Yeah. So an account with twenty-five followers, Joe, as someone with personal experience.
1: <laughs> yeah, cool job. <laughs> no, I've got I've 70, I've 17 followers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, do you, do you, well let, let me rephrase it with someone who is someone who has 25 liverpool fans fans as followers we we know the rest of them are all big um following all of your tips joe um have you an opinion on this
3: what you doing
0: trying on glasses with Zenny's 3d virtual try on
3: wait are those the actual prices i say get all of them seriously why not right Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at six ninety five. Yeah, well, it's like the usual shout you hear, lads. Um, you know, this uh, Lads I work with that support a different team saying, oh, how many times have you been over to Anfield or Old Trafford this year? Yeah. To sort of employing the more you go, the bigger or better supported you are. So, yeah, it's, I agree with Nilo. That sort of we all support differently. Some can get access to get over and get tickets a lot more or have more money to get over more often. And yeah, so I don't know. I don't subscribe to that. Just whoever follow the team, whichever way you want. I criticize, like I know a lot of Liverpool lads won't criticize Liverpool players like Firmino and all that, but I, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I like it. I don't mind criticizing, but no, I still, I still you, you support the team whichever way you can. No, uh, I don't know. Just because you have 10,000 followers doesn't mean you're a bigger supporter, you know, more about the club. No. I think
0: think it speaks to an
1: inherent insecurity in some people.
0: Yeah, Emmett again again with a comment there about um, the fact that um, you've people who think you can't support Liverpool if you're from outside Liverpool and they're kind of the worst of the worst. I mean, look. This show is, yeah this I mean this show is about is about day trippers at the end of the day I mean Peter's someone who obviously supports Liverpool from even a little bit further afield um, how, how do you how do you find it um, in terms of um, in terms of following Liverpool from another country To be honest, I don't
2: pay like the lads. I don't pay attention to pricks that have comments about where I live. I've lived all over this world, the jobs I've done, some of the things I've done, they'll never do. Um. so, the way I look at it is what makes this sport, football, the best sport in the world is the fact that no two people in the world see it exactly the same way. So, if they don't understand that, then they don't get this game. So, I would say to them, Okay, you're a better Liverpool supporter than I am. But, you know, me and the lads here and some other lads that I know, we might know the sport and the idea of sport a little bit better than you. But I don't I don't go in for that, to be honest with you. I, 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 I enjoy going online and seeing some of the nonsense opinions as well. Some of our lot can be cringy. You know, some of the United lot can be good. But you must remember, you're dealing with kids. <laughs> an awful lot of the time, with somebody's opinion, you got to mm. take a pinch of salt. And I think, well,
1: and I think just, that's the you know, point as well, isn't it? As a kid, though, right, it can be very detrimental to your self esteem or mental health. <laughs> as a kid, have putting up with that shit of fellas in their fifties in their bedroom calling you a dick, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, and like the reverse is actually true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just don't get it. Life. Maybe I'm just a little bit more socially aware <laughs> than the rest of you. I'm not too sure.
2: <laughs> now, people have been slagging each other off. For, for decades, you know the the methods methods change, but the you know you know if you if you have hoard feelings following football,
0: <laughs> you may as well give up. To be honest with you, yeah, Kevin O'Sullivan saying block and mute your best friends on social media. So, um, you, you know you, you see a lot of these clowns come up on your timeline uh, or being highlighted by others, and uh, it's probably the best thing to do rather than to to get too wound up about it. I mean, the one positive that I Find about social media puts a bit of a smile on my face is when you do see fans from all parts of the world um you know um, they're obviously in a, in a lot of instances um, having to get up at strange times or say stay up late uh, to watch liverpool and and you know that they are you know they are an absolutely dedicated part of our of our fan base and, and the fact that we 've got a a global Uh, spread of our fans should be, should be embraced. It certainly shouldn't be, certainly shouldn't be put down and slagged off for any particular reason. Um, So look, um, we will, we'll come on to, um, we'll come on to Joe's uh, topic. Now we'll, we'll come on to, um, I guess matters on the pitch um, as much as anything else. Um, We'll come on to the weight of this crown. Um, and is it is it is it telling, is it telling on the manager? Is it telling on the players? Is there an element of this in what's going on at the moment? Albeit we are joint top of the league, let's not forget, um, and our so and our so-called challenges uh, are dropping as many, if not more, points than us. But but Joe, have you got have you got a certain view on things now in terms of um this is an un-new, it's our first title defence in 30 years at the end of the day yeah
3: yeah um, I think there's no doubt that teams will raised their, their game up against the champions we did it for years when you'd be up against City or United you'd always raise your game so yeah there's no doubt it's just it's difficult to judge this season though because of the injuries we had I, I don't know if, if we hadn't had so many injuries I don't think we'd be struggling the way we are but we're struggling we're still joined top but just the, even the Klopp, sort of, the last couple of weeks seems to be... It's the first time I've ever seen him like this. He seems to be a bit agitated and sort of getting, like, these interviews where he's getting himself wound up. I don't think it's doing him or the team any good. But, uh, yeah, definitely definitely, teams are raising the performance against us. But it's hard to judge by how much or how much of a change it is from last season just because we're so... We haven't like the luck we've had with injuries and COVID and all. It's, it's it's hard to judge. We're still, I still think we win the league and we'll still get through. But the uh, club is a bit of a worry the last week or two, just to how annoyed he's been getting. But maybe it's just it's taking its toll.
0: But isn't it like I was thinking myself? Um, isn't isn't a lot of this um, a little bit like how Fergie sort of went when obviously they started winning? Trophies, and then th- this kind of siege mentality started to kick in, and it was like you know it was us against the world sort of thing. As the as the talk as you became the target for for pretty much everyone in the league.
3: Yeah, and I read. I read so there was a short article I read on Twitter earlier on, just comparing Ferguson to Klopp. So maybe that is siege mentality, just sort of get get everyone together and against against everyone else, but i don 't know that doesn 't seem Klopp's personality is jovial and i don 't know whether just changing like that that interview the today is just it was just pointless, and i don 't know if he'll even if he'll even give as much time or interest in bt interviews anymore after that mm,
0: yeah, yeah, he certainly had an axe to grind didn't he and he obviously um he didn't really need an awful lot of provoking. Um, in order to start, you know, getting in, getting into those kind of um, debates with uh, with Des Kelly on, on BT, um, he's obviously got two specific um, issues that he's that he's taken up. Obviously, the broadcasters um, switching us into the early slots, BT specifically, and then the five subs, um, and he and he obviously. Didn't hold back when he got that got that opportunity to discuss it. But Nilo, um, I mean, do you think there's an inevitability, isn't there? Look, with with, with the champions, the season before we were champions of Europe. Um, for every single team we come up against now, um, I think you have even seen it in the Atalanta game um, when they when they when they beat us last week. How much it meant to them. Um, like we are we are we are now. Um, a big scalp for anyone, aren't we?
1: Even last season Atletico, even how much of a big deal that was for them. I mean, it's going on. Yeah, we're a big deal now, and we're the top of the, right at the top of the tree and everybody wants to shoot you down. I sure that's what it is, isn't it? And that's yeah. why we're retaining it this year would be even more impressive, I think, than winning it last year. I'm like Joe, I expect us to win the league this year and probably after you go on a I I, I think we we'll win the league this year. That's all I'm gonna say. And I think we will get through it. But uh, like Joe was saying, I don't think Klopp is that contrived to try and engineer a siege mentality thing. I don't think... I'm, I'd be surprised if that was the case because he's doing his best at the minute with the bones of a squad, isn't he? I think that when everybody mm. starts to get fit, then the team will start to speak for itself. So it's just try navigate as best we can through this little patch, be within five or six points at the turn of the year. And I think it's all rosy. I think there's a lot of media hype about bullshit, about nothing really. and it's, He shouldn't have bit the other night as hard as he did, but he did. But fuck everybody's entitled to a little a little aberration every now and then.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, he should have just had the fuck off.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is he's, he's a passionate guy and he, if he thinks he's being wronged, he's not going to sit, he's not going to sit on the fence. He's not going to, he's not going to hold back. He's not going to, you know, try and skirt around the issue. I guess he, he he felt like he needs to get it out there, Peter. And, and I don't he
1: shouldn't. Sometimes you should, can't let yourself be provoked that, yeah. they're just looking for the soundbite. You know, what I mean, that's all they're looking for, and he's, he's fully aware of that. And he's more media savvy than any manager would say.
0: Yeah, but I think Pete, he's genuinely um, concerned about player welfare, don't you think? Here, like he's he's not, yeah, he's not really kind of. I don't think on this one he's necessarily thinking about himself and contrary to maybe what other managers think about him being, um, thinking about Liverpool and being selfish. I I actually think he's being genuinely concerned around player safety here, isn't he? Well, the key is
2: he's not the only manager saying it. You know, there's other managers coming out and saying exactly the same as he is, yet the spotlight is on him. I mean, listen, the agenda is, you know, let's get at Liverpool for a lot of rivals for a lot of, yeah, and Liverpool are the big draw in terms mm. of what time they're on the television in terms of you know the you know so the, the television Des Kelly is gonna go after Jurgen Klopp. He's not gonna go after, you know, either of their all surrounds the way he'd go after him. That's one thing. But you know, this is a season like like on no other. It's not nobody has had a conventional pre season and there's no precedent. You know, players are dropping literally like flies. Whether it be incidents you know that you would expect wear and tear muscular injuries and serious incidents the serious incidents are happening because of the fatigue factor like nobody's had you know I know Jordan Pickford is an idiot to be honest with you he's not capable of of wasn't capable of stopping himself but the amount of serious injuries that are happening and Uneven amount that are happening to Liverpool, but the serious injuries that are happening and that will happen for the rest of the season are down to just mistiming, mistiming jumps. You know, just a lack of a lack of coordination for the players because of the lack of preparation. And I think a lot of managers, Klopp the most, is seriously worried about you know finishing the season with with the right amount of players on the park. You know, it's I don't really blame them to be honest. It's I kind of disagree with Neil saying he needs to just take it on the chin, suck it up. Somebody has to step in. I mean, for example, there was a huge furor over the whole null and void thing. And, you know, the Mm. FA came out, everybody, the Premier League, oh, it's all about the the safety and well-being of the players. It isn't. That's a lot of bollocks. It's about money. You know, Mm. at the bottom line, it's about satisfying the, the contracts. And now the players are not only, you know, dropping with COVID tests, but they're dropping with serious injuries. And nobody is saying that, and it just—it's oh yeah, on to the next. It's reminiscent of the Roman gladiatorial arena, to be quite honest with you. Mm. And the TV companies don't give two fucks about it. They just know that there's no crowds in, and they desperately need, need to fulfil the, the the lucrative contracts that they've signed. Player player well-being, forget about it. Forget about it. Mm. No one cares.
0: Yeah, funny thing as well. Like now, with fans coming back into the ground from next week, that that'll kind of almost deflect as well for a little bit longer, won't it? Because all the focus will be on, you know, oh, the you know the the, the fans are back in the ground, this, that, and the other. Um, it'll actually kind of serve as a nice little distraction for the TV companies, I think, in terms of really addressing the, the serious issues that are that are really kind of being dominating. Um, for the last uh, couple of weeks. Just, just Pete back onto Joe's um, specific point. Do you think there's any, any, any possibility that, um, that the crown is weighing a little bit heavier than, than, than maybe we'd hope for? Pete? Yeah, absolutely. To be
2: honest with you, I think um I said it before the season began that, uh, The real test of the team, of a great team, is knowing that you have to go into every game as everybody's cup final. Mm -hmm. If you look at Liverpool in the fourth half of the game, we're used to it because of the way we played for years and years. In the fourth half, everything is tight. The opposition players are really up for it. It's like a cup final, and the Mm -hmm. the mark of a great team is coming through that 90 minutes. Now, we were very, very good at that, and we have been even good at it up to this season, but I I can see... Every game's a struggle. I haven't really seen, bar the Leicester game, I haven't really seen any games where you're kind of going, yeah, this is a bit of a stroll and these are just kind of sitting off us and it's damage limitation for them. Every game's a cup final against, I mean, it doesn't matter who it is in the Premier League or or whatever competition we play in. Everybody wants to play at their utmost against Liverpool. And if I'm honest, I I think the lads are feeling it because we're lacking, more than, well, as much as Van Dijk, when Henderson doesn't play I can I can see him panic on the park when mm-hmm. you know without him. You watch the Atlanta game. What was so impressive about that? He just talks for ninety minutes. Talks people through their roles, and you can see him kind. Of, he takes the the pressure, and it's almost like that pressure of thinking about what you need to do because he's telling mm. you how to do what to do. I just for me it's been a little bit painful this season, a little bit laboured.
0: Yeah, I mean, without Van Dyke, then. Obviously, Henderson, there's, there's there's times when Henderson's not on the pitch, so then you need the likes of a James Milner, you know? Um, and, you know, that's putting a lot of uh, reliance on a player who really is kind of, you know, past his best at this stage, uh, still do a job for you, still do a shift um, in certain games. But, you know, uh, say, for instance, you have no Van Dyke, Henderson or Milner on the pitch. Where's that? Where's that? Where's that lead, true leadership coming from? It's, it is actually lacking a little bit, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's the problem. and I can see the lads kind of looking at each other. It's almost like, who's going to start this? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, I have utmost respect for the likes of Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah and and Roberto Firmino, but you're kind of looking beyond beyond Henderson, beyond Milner, beyond Virgil van Dijk. Who are the instigators? Who are the ones that say, okay, you go and do your thing, but Mm. I'm just going to talk you through this game. I'm going to talk you through it. We don't really have a Robertson, probably. Robertson is, yeah.
3: That's the only one I can take The next
2: yeah, yeah. But he's not. He's not going to talk. But Henderson, you know. I, I hope this season, finally, or even last season, people that ever bashed him realize that we're, ha- we're not even. For me, we're at sixty percent without him. We really are, and it's mm. not that he's. This people need to get out this FIFA mentality of, you know, he's never going to be Kevin De Bruyne. But for me, it's about, you know, he just allows people to do what they do, gives them the confidence to do what they do and, you know, pushes people left, right and centre. He just, he's worth his weight in goal, that guy. Not, not not just as a player, but certainly as a leader, you know, anyone that doesn't understand leadership needs to have a look at that guy and what he does on the play.
0: Yeah. Um, Joe, um, obviously was obviously was your topic that that we were talking about there. Um I, I wanna I wanna bridge it over because we were talking last week about threats. Um who who else have you been impressed with so far? Like who who are the who are the pretenders to the crown in your opinion?
3: <laughs> um after C- City obviously, but after City I think Spurs are the, the ones that I don't, I think Chelsea will drop off defensively, but Spurs are the one team I think with Mourinho, there the way they're playing,
1: they
3: everything about them.
1: Sitting so, <laughs> Um
3: and then if Bale, if, I know Bale's apparently fit. He's not starting, but if Bale, Son, and Kane are playing, yeah, I think that I think they're going to beat a lot of teams. You now against the top sides, he seems to be happy with a draw. But uh, Spurs would be the one team that if we keep faltering and City. Spurs is a team that could come true. After I can't see
0: anyone else challenging. Mm. Huge game in a few weeks' time, isn't it? Against against Spurs, um, you would hope that you know we've got some players back for that. You'd we, certainly hope that our injury situation is better rather than worse. Come the time that we play Spurs, because I think that's going to be a, a big big game for us. So um, let's I, hope that. I think.
3: Yeah, I think Spurs have been lucky with it. Spurs haven't got an injury really this season any of their main, main lads. So that is inevitably going to happen. There's no mm. way these players can play all season without mm. without a pre-season, the two, three games a week. So you have to wait and see what happens with their injury situation as well.
0: Mm. bit of advice from Tommy C. Um, anyone still bashing Henderson should just stop watching football um, is the simple message on that one from Tommy. Fair play to you. Um, Chris Brack um, saying that the issue with Spurs is their squad isn't deep enough especially with the Europa games Um, and and Kane um, struggles to stay fit essentially and I think that's a big one for them although I've got a theory I've got a theory that if Spurs are still in the Europa League and they're sitting top of the league uh, he'll be clear he'll absolutely bin everything I'll tell you what I'll
2: tell you what the signing of Heuberg has made a huge difference for them. Mm, mm. You know, it's allowed sports to move people around the park. Like Kane, in uh, the 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 Kane that was getting injured, was the Kane trying to get the on the end of everything. everything. You know, forcing his arse to try and get his twenty five goals. It's a different Harry Kane. People mm. people wrote off Jose Mourinho, and they really shouldn't have. You know, you look at you look at what he's done. But signing that, that young lad Heiberg, has changed that team completely. They are a, they are a dangerous side. If we do our usual when we're playing against them, try to bash them, try to, you know, get frustrated. They might hurt us on the break. That Hoiberg's a player. I hope Thiago, well, I wish Thiago was fit for it. I just, I worry about Spurs. I do. Mm. Uh,
0: Jacob is saying, why Why is Pete whispering? Uh, if you were if you were with us a few weeks ago, um, you might have seen um, uh, Pete raising his voice didn't go down very well in the uh, Smith household.
2: Three kids, three three daughters, all under the age of four years of age.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear! Right, we'll go on to Pete's topic now, Um, and it was uh, Edison Cavani. Um, uh, Look, we should have been maybe touching on his impact coming off the bench uh, for Manchester United and rescuing three points from a fairly hopeless position, but um. But yet again, a, a professional footballer uh, who should know better, um, put something out on social media. And Pete, I'll uh, I'll let you take take it from there. Yeah. Well, to
2: be honest with you, listen, I'm not interested in talking about Edinson Cavani as a professional footballer. He's a top centre forward, very strong number nine. I think Manchester United had a ch- chance to sign him seven or eight years ago. Didn't? Didn't want to pay the 25 million quid then. You know, and he's a he's a top player. However the thing that's disgusted me the most is the amount of people and I won't even talk about liverpool yet but I will and you mightn't like what i have to say about liverpool but i'll i'll say what i have to say um the amount of people who emerged over the last 24 hours talking about culture and talking about what they deem now this is white manchester united supporters in the main making Uh, who have never been to Spain except on their summer holidays to the Canary Islands, by the way, talking about what they think is acceptable in Latino and Spanish culture. I've lived in Spain for seven years here in Barcelona and I'm married to a Latino girl. Let me, let's put something to bed. I don't want to use bad language, but I might. Let's put something to bed here. It's not an acceptable exchange in a conversation to to refer to a black person as negrito. What it is, it's a it's a it's a derogatory term that you would use usually to a white person who looks like they have black features or might have dark skin. You call them negrito, almost slagging them. It's almost like putting a, a gollywog mask on and saying, oh, yeah, look at you, negro, negro boy, whatever. It's derogatory. It's not a term that's used between friends. Uh, I'm a six foot two centre-half still playing football here in, in Barcelona. Nobody fucking calls me negrito. Nobody. They call me number five or they don't say anything. They wouldn't have the bottle because if they called me that, I'd fucking put them to a wall. So anybody that wants to talk about what's culturally acceptable to say to black people, whether it be in Latin America or whether it be in Spain, you know, they need to understand that they're totally wrong. Which gets me on to my next point. Under no circumstances is referring to anybody by Luis Suarez or by Edinson Cavani. Uh, even in jest, Negrito acceptable, acceptable under any terms. Luis Suarez, the thing that sickened me about Luis Suarez, to be honest with you, was the, the support that Liverpool gave without really investigating the matter and the silence yesterday from Patrice Ever and people like that who know that this had stepped beyond. the beyond. Luis Suarez should have been banned and he should have been given an extra ban by Liverpool Football Club and those T-shirts will, will cast a shadow and a stain on our club forever. Uh, However, Patrice Evra, Rio Ferdinand, uh, Louis Saha, anybody of colour who's ever mentioned racism uh, in connection with the club, their silence was deafening yesterday. It told me that seven years ago, Manchester United supporters and Manchester United players were less interested in uh, in, uh, racial equality than they were in scoring points over Liverpool football club. Now, what annoys me about that if I'm being honest with you, if you look at Edison Cavani, Manchester United have had years, and they've signed maybe 15 Latino players since that incident seven years ago. Are you telling me they don't have an, an education in place, a cultural education in place, to tell those guys, especially with the emergence of social media, that the term mm. "negrito," whether it be yes, whether it be on social media, if you look at what happened with uh, Bernardo Silva less than six months ago, um, with the Bernardo Mendy the communications department educate these players it's an absolute disgrace that people are going on social media talking about cultural understanding white fans white people to to cover for what is an unacceptable racial term that is not accepted by any black person no nobody will accept that and you it's, it's astounding the amount of people who have become Racial expert and the silence, quite quite frankly, as I said, from the likes of Patrice Ever and the black players who have represented Manchester United is an absolute disgrace. I think you can mm. disagree with me all you want. If you do, you're wrong. End of.
0: I think I, I like seeing it. Seeing it, you had almost had to do a double take, didn't you? Really, that 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 you know, uh, especially a United player after all that went on would have would would be so stupid as to uh, put something out like that it's 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 its absolutely ridiculous um joe i mean I, i'm looking specifically at the wall behind you and thinking about p putting you through that that particular wall if you answer this uh if you answer this wrong. <laughs> if you answer That's this a you, There's a challenge i'd
1: love to see i'd love to see <laughs> yeah.
0: that it's a lovely wall by the way it's um, Fake. i jump <laughs> in for your peter I <laughs> in for you. um Look, um I mean as Pete says, the 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 fact that United it's united here and you know there is a, a recent episode using the exact same word in their history, yet yet pl- you know, players who you, you would expect to come out have have, have just sort of st- remained quiet on all of this. Um it, it is a bit surprising, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it is surprising. I was listening to TalkSport earlier on and they were saying he'd get, definitely get a a ban and I was expecting some sort of statement or some f- from the likes of Ever or whatever but there's been yeah, it has been there's been nothing but silence. Um the the other thing I thought about this like you have Cavani there who could potentially be banned 6 7 games. He's he's on 3 400,000 euro a week. How has the how has before these posts on Instagram or wherever, Twitter, the communication department just doesn't have a quick run through whatever these players are posting because, like, to be able to just post that and then now potentially cost them wherever down the line, Champions League qualification, because of a stupid post that I know education should be done as well, but how would they, are they able to post off their own accounts like this and potentially? you know, affect the rest of the season. That's something that's always sort of, when you see, like with uh, Silva that time, when you see these, uh, some of them, you know, you have 17, 18-year-old kids coming through who have social media accounts who could post literally anything. It's just, um, but yeah, it has been surprising that Everett or some of these United players haven't come out and made some sort of comment or statement about it
0: yeah um Neil, um this really these these examples really give us i suppose an opportunity to try to try and educate people um but it seems that no matter how many of these incidents occur there's always there always seems to be another one round the corner, doesn't it?
1: yeah, it seems to be just happening I think a lot of it has to do with selfishness and just trying to promote themselves rather than not putting the club for us, but i, I love, I tell you what I just want to say, I love listening to Peter about it. He's so knowledgeable and so well articulated when he's speaking about it. It's cool. Well done, man. But apart, listen, I just wanted to say that because it's well. cool. It's, it's educating me as well. Listen to you. It's cool, man. But apart from that, listen, it's, it's society. It's it's everywhere. It's going to be. I think it was, in my opinion, it was something that was contrived to kind of back Suarez up in a it in because a, uh, they're obviously mates. And that makes that compound. It makes it even fucking worse. I mean, you think mm-hmm. it's cra- he's doing it as a Manchester United player now. It's just he's more important than the club. And like Joe was saying about his social media uh, page or presence, or whatever it may be, he's more he's more worried about how he's perceived or about his followers or whatever the fuck, because he's coming near the end of his career. So he needs millions of followers to kind of to generate income after he's finished playing. So I mm-hmm. think it's more about him than it is for the club. So I don't know. It's just selfishness of sports stars. Are we surprised about that? I don't think we are.
0: Mm. yeah poor scouts tommy saying the silence is 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 definite um and i think it was laura who was saying you know he's 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 this is a guy who's played for 13 years in europe you know he should have enough life experience you would have thought to understand you know what is acceptable at this stage
3: 150 years of children's national hospital 150 years of groundbreaking research of exceptional health care for kids of helping families like mine and yours. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years.
1: Oh, he was absolutely fully aware of what he was doing, without question. Hmm. Would you back <laughs> that up, Pete? Would you, would you say you
0: would... You, 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 you,
2: I mean, I can't legislate for whether Edison Cavani is an idiot or not, to be quite honest with you. And I won't speculate on that. But what I will say is I always look to the institutions involved. I look at Manchester United's statement, and Manchester United made a statement talking about... In fairness, Edison Cavani made an, ap- apology, an apology statement, which was badly thought out as well, saying that it basically he didn't mean to cause offence if you misunderstand well, he didn't mean to cause offense, which to me is the back door out. However, Manchester United talked about, uh, and they were careful about it, the uh, cultural thing and that it's unacceptable some places. I'm, I'm telling Manchester United on behalf of the black community everywhere that it's unacceptable for anyone, for anyone of color, of anyone, you know, to be, you know, whether they be black, whether they be, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Um, I mean, you had, for example, Greg Clark um, was fired from his job mm. at the FA mm. two weeks ago for yeah. making an off-colour statement. He was fired mm. without thinking. They just got rid of him. It's It's not about – it's about education. Somebody made the point earlier on, you know, somebody should hit the brakes at Manchester United and say, listen – this was and and yet another example of a, of an uneducated state. We will deal with this man and rest assured, like they would have was a fan standing up pointing at somebody, they would say we're gonna we're gonna try to educate this guy. But you know the the level of protectionism it's what makes me stick to my stomach. It, it's very very difficult for black people to take when people say, "Oh, you don't understand. We do understand." <laughs> Because we're the ones that, when we turn our backs, you know these these people have haven't got the balls to say this to our face, but they'll say it about us, and um, we refuse to accept it. It's simple, you know. And when you see clubs and Liverpool like were just as guilty seven years ago with those t-shirts, to be quite honest with you, when you see stuff like that, it's what makes it difficult. That's what makes it difficult.
0: Mm. I, I think another point raised here on the kind of Manchester United theme, um, Tom Boland saying that um, you know the other the other. Story that recently broke, obviously, the Ryan Giggs story that that seems to have gone very quiet very quickly. You know, it seems to you know people again within United or United circles. Well, Manchester um, United
2: wished him a happy birthday yesterday for his 40, 47, or 48th birthday. You know, this is a guy who may be going down for a year having beaten up a woman. I mean, Ryan Giggs is in the club, he's a golden boy. If that mm-hmm. was a, I'm sorry. If you notice, who's the young? What's the name of the young lad that's broken through to the first team for Manchester United now? Oh, Greenwood. He's Luke nowhere Chadwick. to be seen. He's nowhere to be seen. He's nowhere to be seen Greenwood, now because he's apparently he's involved in a in a serious incident with a young girl.
1: I remember Again, last time I was on, Peter. You said that about the Ryan Giggs thing. Wait till you see the media how it just disappears and goes out of sight. And that's exactly and the, what's yeah. happened.
2: Is a wealthy young man as well, so he can afford to you know pay the hush money. But if that was young Mason Greenwood, has been taken to you know, people, Manchester United have made a statement saying that they're concerned about his development. Mm. He, it looks to me like he's been thrown to the dogs. But young black gives it you look at what Raheem Sterling has been through. I mean, you know, you compare Raheem Sterling. With with Steven Gerrard, they both spent the same amount of money on their families. Michael Owen, when Michael Owen bought eight houses for his immediate family in the same area, if you all remember, while he was a Liverpool player, and it was he was lauded for being a great man of his family. Raheem Sterling did a similar thing for his money, and it was Raheem Sterling splashes the cash. You know, I mean, we've a long way to go. We've a long way to go before you know, to, until the, the likes of the Daily Mail stop printing their poison about how black players spend their money. You know, and, you know, when it's so easy for a high profile player to print the word Negrito, (laughs) it's just, it's a derisory term. I don't enjoy it. If I saw him on the street, if I saw him on the football pitch, I'd go through him for that. If he said it to my face, definitely.
0: Hmm. I think Greenwood's also, he had his troubles, didn't he, Um, when he was on England duty as well. Um, Look, hopefully, I mean, he's a young lad, he's a great talent. Hopefully, he'll come through whatever. Whatever sort of uh, roller coaster he's on at the moment, and he'll and he'll ma- he'll make good on all of that talent. Um, look, have we um, have we got a fifth topic? I guess that's the that's the the, the question. I've seen a few uh, suggestions in here, so I don't know. I think Andy is behind the scenes. Um, I don't know if he's um, if he's able to throw uh, anything co- up um, specifically, but. Um, do we, whilst we wait for a, um, whilst we wait for any fifth topic to come up, we? will we'll have a quick look ahead to tomorrow night. Obviously, we've got um, a game which could easily have been a dead rubber against Ajax, uh, meaning an awful lot. Now, um, I think it's important whether we've got um, Alisson in goal or Adrian in goal is still um, is still to play out. Um, I think personally, it's important that we don't let this roll on to the last game and having to go over to, 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 to Denmark with who knows what type of a team um, and what type of a night we'll encounter over there. So I'll start with you, Joe. Um, it's really important we get the job done tomorrow, isn't
3: it? It is, yeah. I saw the apparent team news there, which doesn't really inspire me or confidence, just the goalkeeper issue. but. Um, yeah, I think Klopp will want to get it done tomorrow. I think he put out a strong We've a late kickoff on Sunday, so we've a nice bit of a break now. So I think he'd go all out and try and get it done tomorrow because there's no point, as you said, going to Denmark and trying to need a point or whatever then uh, in the last group game. So I'd expect a strong team tomorrow and expect a win and then roll on, roll on, get, get that out of the way and we can play whoever then for the last game.
0: Um, Nilo um, starting. Mean, we're, make, we're making this we're making this trickier than it needed to be yeah Um do you expect us to get the job done tomorrow
1: I think we can't forget that it's the Champions League and it's not supposed to be easy you know what I mean like you're up against some very good teams Like although you can say we should have it in the bag by now I think we might be getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves I do expect us to do the business tomorrow night yeah but to think we just have a divine right to win every game at the Champions League and get it wrapped up by the end of November is a Little bit silly, you know. What I mean, that's why it's called the Champions League because they're all well, not champions, but they're very close to it anyway. So, mm-hmm. I expect us to do to get what needs to be done, regardless whether it's tonight or the next time against Yitland. I think, is that right? Yeah, so it's, it's, go, it's going to happen anyway. So, we just need to chill out there a little bit. That's all. Mm. But by the way, there is a fifth topic there in the private chat, right? Yeah,
0: now. no, yeah, I'll uh, I'll get on to it. Yeah, I'll be doing we your job as well. It. For
1: fucks, I'm mm-hmm. carrying his arm, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it ain't easy, man. It ain't easy. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't easy. Um, Fucking I'm, hairs falling out and everything. <laughs> Pete, um look, I personally I, I want to see a bit of a performance tomorrow as well, because I think we've been um look, we were we were I guess we we, we beat Leicester handily, we were impressive. Uh, and then since since you know, since that performance we've had two sub performances, haven't we, really? Even mm. look, even if even if even if we were a minute away from grinding out the results against Brighton, they still haven't been great performances since since Leicester.
2: No, well, listen, I'm spoiled. You know, I expect Liverpool to put on a show every time I see them and it's mm. it's just not realistic, especially when you're champions. However, focusing on Ajax, we're the only side and the biggest compliment I can pay to us. Is we're the biggest side we're the only side that Ajax, I think have, have in the last seventeen or eighteen years changed their style for. They changed their style to try and nullify us in their place. And nearly got I me in the nearly got result. I think they'll come for the, to try and get a draw and stay in the group, if you like, to 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 stay within the reaches of winning the group. They'll they'll come and try and get a point, so they'll tighten up. It's a tight one nil for me for Liverpool. We don't get beaten at home. Hmm.
1: I love that stat there, Peter. That's one that nobody can go back and check.
2: That <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's be that's keep...
1: absolute balls talk. Who knows? They changed the style <laughs> for, for once in the last 17 years. Like, though they
2: did. I'd say, they did, I'd say they it's did, absolute balls talk, actually... Peter, to be honest. <laughs> right. Have a look at I it. T- look at I d- it. No, I think if you go back
1: to late 2008 against Willem Twey away, they only went with one up front and five in midfield. So I think you'll find you're wrong.
2: Have <laughs> a look at it. And and it was, it's not my stat, Robin Van Persie. Oh, 100% know, much, this, like, had a look check that He turned around and said it. Um, said he was kind of backing them to get a result at home against us. He Did he say this in Dutch? He was disappointed. <laughs> no, he said it in English. Right? <laughs> but uh, he said <laughs> I that it was the first time in the years that he had seen an IX team. And he was disappointed by change, that style to play against Liverpool. And it annoyed him because obviously he doesn't want Liverpool to be played up as this great team which we are of course you know but listen i thought they could have got results against us yeah oh, they could have they could have beaten us there they had chances adrian was so well, peter adrian. what you're
1: saying is you're coming out to a Liverpool podcast quote manchester United legends either way you're in yeah, You've yourself a hole here either way
2: no oh, listen i'm all right you're I'm the type of support i was need...
1: talking about that i'm <laughs> sick of <laughs> uh,
0: uh
3: so you uh, you or the tips that
0: <laughs> Joe the big tips there. So um <laughs> on, on the top on the topic of, on the topic of tips then we'll 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 do a score prediction and then we'll get into the fifth topic. So Joe uh
3: two nil win.
0: Two nil win, Liverpool. Um it gives me a little bit more confidence. Um Nilo. I asked to go 4-4-2 four, four, and Liverpool to win one nil. Liverpool to win <laughs> one nil. Um <laughs> I <laughs> I'm Pete.
2: i with Neil. He read my mind. One nil tight
0: Salah. One nil. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a two one. Um although we're obviously we, we could be in a diff completely different um ball. is, is, is Tiago starting tomorrow? He's has gone on the drink. Uh, right so dan came up with the fifth topic um and it was in the private chat for about the last hour so um really really um bad presenting um skills for myself but basically what he's uh what he's come up with is there any weight to um the fact that there's a sort of a bit of a conspiracy um brewing and the premier league are trying to engineer as close a title race as as as, as possible. I mean, yesterday, um, obviously, you know, Sky, you know, were really playing up just before the kickoff. You know, this big kind of um, build-up of Spurs and and Chelsea, um, obviously, winner go on top of the league and all of that sort of stuff. Um, I suppose it is from an entertainment point of view. Um, th- it was. L- losing a little bit, I suppose, for a lot of the neutrals seeing Liverpool and Manchester City uh, being light years ahead of everyone else. Um Joe, um are you are you buying this being a conspiracy or is it more no. the circumstances of what this year involves?
3: Yeah, it's circumstances and a lot of decisions that Liverpool fans have moaned about this season, Ray, most of them have been correct. I know in Everton eight,
0: eight of them, I think. Top of the charts by some distance. Eight that have gone to VAR and have resulted in some kind of change of outcome.
3: Yeah, but uh, the, uh, seven, seven of them, I think, have been the correct decision, no?
0: Quite probably, like a, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, I know yeah, a lot. I
0: agree with
1: that, yeah, seven.
3: So, I don't, uh, no, I don't think there's any conspiracy. I just think we've been a bit unfortunate that they've been referred to VAR, but they've all turned out to be the correct decision, I think. The everything game... People felt harshly treated with with Van Dijk and the virus situation there, but otherwise, no. I think I think we are all the correct decisions.
0: Hmm. Um, Pete, would you would you concur with that?
2: Yeah, I mean, listen. In order to entertain the idea of a conspiracy, you would have to consider that uh, players are being encouraged and allowed, and indeed, you know, told to go on injure players because a lot of our problems stem stem from the fact that our three of our forced choice by four are out. You know, as things stand, I mean that's incredible to be sitting joint top of the league, with that going on. <laughs> you just don't see it. Um, so I, I don't. I understand. I see where Dan's coming from. It feels that way. But conspiracy. Listen, it does a play into the to the hands of the Premier League that if you think about it as well, the the fact that there's no crowds in. You know, television is all focused on the television. So it's got to be entertaining. If Liverpool were nine at ten points clear right now it wouldn't be so interesting, you know, even for television viewers. So they would worry about that. Are they rubbing their hands together? Are they lo- delighted with themselves? Of course they are. Is there a conspiracy? Mm. Uh, it's, it, I, d- I doubt it. You know, I'd like to think that football is in the main honest, you know, it's just, it doesn't feel that way sometimes when it goes against you, but I think mm. it's honest, you know.
0: There was, th- there was theories around, there was theories, there was theories, Peter rounds. this whole concept of a breakaway by the big clubs and the, you know there was some kind of payback around around that did you do, do you buy into any of that kind of talk listen, an unconscious listen, it bias to,
2: yeah I mean for example if Liverpool are looking for I was very surprised that some of the kickoff times weren't changed and some of the things that Liverpool would have been rallying for along with other big clubs like the five substitutions all of a sudden that was voted down even though if you look at Sheffield United, who are the biggest advocates for maintaining three points, they're the ones suffering the most through just blatant, midland stupidity, to be honest with you. Um, And for me, it's, I just, yeah, there's many ways to punish Liverpool, you know, and there's many ways to punish clubs for, for, you know, being the conspirators of, of, of breaking, breaking away from things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously there's that. Let's, let's stick it to them, but it's not really cheating. is it, boy saying, oh, you can't change the rules all of a sudden, you know, even if everybody wants, and it makes logical sense. These days, we're all getting more screen time, which means we're also getting more blue light
1: exposure than ever before. Too much blue light can make your eyes feel tired, dry, or blurry. It can also affect your sleep. Zenny's blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, Add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at Zenny.com. They're
2: sticking it to us, of course. And that's normal. You know how it works. But cheapness, no. no I'm
1: completely much. on board with Dan. Mm.
0: I'm bored with mm. what, Neil? With Dan, I'm completely on board with him about the conspiracy. Oh, with Dan, sorry. Okay, yeah. I don't think yeah. it's an
1: actual conspiracy. I think that's overstated a little, but I think the fact that, uh, Premier League are really enjoying this fact with the whole VAR thing because it's uh, football is sent front and central of all the conversations. Everybody's speaking about it when the product itself is diminished dramatically because it's shit watching football without the fans there.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's kind of it's a boring spectacle with the is that they're adding something that wasn't there before and they are riding it. And I, I think... Uh, conspiracy is probably uh, to overstate it a little, but I think they are enjoying it. And I'd probably think long may I continue because everybody's discussing it and everybody in the world is discussing it and it makes, it makes it relevant again where it was losing its relevancy without the fans, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think I mean,
1: it's, I think it's a little contrived rather than a conspiracy.
0: Yeah. It does feel a little bit contrived at times this season. And, and you know, the table being so close, um, Look, we're playing Wolves. And at the, the whole setup
1: with this what's well, a it's not Bletchley Park, That was World War Two. Well, but what's it called where they go back to some Stockley Park. Stockley yes. Park. Yes. Bletchley Park, sorry. I go back to I go back to it's like four fellas sitting in a porter cabin somewhere. No, I think it's next <laughs> it's next door to them lads who drive the drones. <laughs>
0: it's it's weird, like, why
1: are like how are these people qualified to watch the telly? I don't know. What qualifications do you need there?
0: I I, I uh, mean I, I my view on VAR, like I think it's a bit of a nonsense. This role and um, this role and band of referee, you know, referees. One one day they're on the pitch, referee, and the next day they're in Stockley Park doing this. I personally think they should just. Where be- is Stockley Park? It's just by Heathrow Airport, Nilo. All right. Yeah,
1: I don't to really give a shit. To be honest. <laughs> But like, why did they come up with this to go to some three fellas in a porta cabin when the lads in the rugby do it perfectly well, or the NFL? Like, Why do you be going to these
0: three fellas? I don't get it at all. Yeah, I mean, it's happening. Yeah, like, I, the, the, the weird part about it, and even to into Like why
1: So why can't they just leave it up to an algorithm, like the computers, to say yes or no? Why is there any nuance? Or is, why is it subjective at all? I don't get it. If they're if they've gone so far with this, what's it called? The, not the dead eye or the thing that they have at Wimbledon, what's that called in the Park? Hawkeye.
0: The Hawkeye, Hawkeye, yeah, that it
1: doesn't work all the time. But anyway, if they're gonna leave take the uh, take the uncertainty out of it, just let computers do it and then it'll be just perfect every single time. Not hmm. three geysers sitting in their jerseys watching the telly in a porta cabin, it's just insane. I don't know how anyone came up with it, and it just went, Yeah, that's the way to go. Like, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs>
2: To be honest with you, you know the whole point is this clear and obvious error. I mean, it's out the out the window, really. It's just madness. I think the point James is, though, Miller, if you leave
1: it up to a computer, yeah. a clear and obvious error will be perfect
2: every single no, time. No. But you don't. You don't have to draw a line for a clear and obvious error. Is my point? James Milner made the point yesterday or Saturday after the game. He said, it's, "We need to sit." And it's funny the amount of non-football people that are involved in this decision-making process. This is the mm. big mistake. Yeah, about ten or fifteen years ago, there was a huge. For our outcry to have ex footballers to try to get them involved in refereeing. That was the start, and obviously, nobody there were no takers for that. And that was a huge shame for me. It's a big miss. Mm-hmm. But I would have players, to be honest with ex players who you, you were picked by the, the PFA and go to the courses, I'd have them in Stockton Park if you're going to have anyone. What is the point in having somebody who doesn't understand the momentum, physicality, you know, movements of a, of a game of football? sitting there making life or, well, not life or death, but certainly win or lose decisions. It's, it's based much more than that to quote a famous man. man. <laughs> exactly. The greatest of them all. But it doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's where I agree with people like James Milner. I think he should have a say. And it'd be nice to see some of those lads actually saying, okay, we'll stick our hands up with a committee, 10, 20 players, and we'll run that side of the game if you want. Because these idiots, what's his name? David Coote. Yeah, That that man has no place in my game. No place. He doesn't understand football. And quite frankly, if the rumours I'm hearing about him being a Manchester United sport and having worked for Manchester United in PR in the past are true. I can understand his decision making process, to be honest with you. Well, you know, you've got to be competent. Somebody made the point, I think it was Laura made the point earlier on, um, in order to be to have a conspiracy, you have to be competent. So don't give them too much credit. And she's absolutely spot on. That's why I'm saying it's not a conspiracy. These people aren't clever enough to conspire. You have to be competent. But I think first. you're right.
1: If you, let, yeah. if you open the door and let technology in, but then you take uh, the advantage of technology away and let human decision-making involve in it, it just fuddles the whole thing up. Why don't do one or the other? Get rid of it mm. or just let the, the computers look after the whole
0: it feels that, that take, like that takes that, that takes any objectivity out of it. I think one of the things that it feels like, particularly with these lines, it feels like uh, when the, these lines, lines being drawn, I don't even know whether it's the likes of Andre Mariner or Mike Reed who's drawing these lines, or it's another fella <laughs> who's drawing these lines. We've noticed First this is the lack of the lack of transparency, really. With his but <laughs> surely the human who is putting those lines in places already kind of had a, already re- seen it in kind of real life or whatever and has already got almost got this unconscious bias about where they're going to put these lines it does it does like and they they you know they kind of they repeat the process two or three times and it's just it just feels a little bit like at the end of the day it's not really the technology that's driving this it's the person who's Using line. Of
1: the technology, of oh, yeah, It then yeah. it depends on the fucking thickness of the line.
0: Yeah, yeah. But we do seem, unfortunately, it's for like us,
1: like when you were in school. Remember, ruling your page and if you used a big marker, you used to go too far over. Yeah, <laughs> Back in the day. Well, that's what we had to do with the put margins yeah, on both true. sides of the pages. So it was a bit stupid.
0: But look, let but me. Even before, even lads
2: like Avi, see Avi, that's made the point there. I yeah. mean, even. It, I, I we've known that lad now for a few weeks. I think he posted a few clips. He posted actually a couple of a tasty clip of himself playing football. He looked like a decent player, but that fella knows the game. You can see by some of the comments he makes during games. Why not? Why doesn't the FA canvas for lads who actually understand football instead of having you know real estate agents and you know and referees is sitting in vans? It, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Making yeah. these multi million pound Mm. it just doesn't make sense no One i know any
0: other business in the world i mean multi 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 million okay. pounds is right i mean joe walsh has been victim of a few five six figure um, reversals over this haven't you joe <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> a fan
1: of room. room on his calculator he's running out fucking spaces <laughs>
3: I oh, mean, that's like that,
0: right. <laughs> you know, this is the this is the heart of the problem. You know, people, you know, losing out on betting,
3: costing me money and my followers. Yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he had
0: money. to had to I'll cancel his,
3: his, his
1: sponsorship at Nottingham Forest. Eh? He was going to be sponsored by BJW written across the chest. He outbid. He outbid Carl. <laughs>
0: oh, dear. Um, look, we. I, I'll lead. I'll lead us into. Um, What's going to be, I believe there's actually going to be a bit of a uh, day trip is special on VAR on Wednesday. So um we won't labor the point too much around VAR. There's going to be a good one hour plus debate. Um, so, where,
1: so, what I've just said about VAR, we're we going to perpetuate the problem on Wednesday. We're talking about it for an hour.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way,
1: Do you know what? Does anyone no, no, it's no, it's my place is empty here.
2: <laughs> I say to anyone who hasn't tuned in before or is tuning in new have a listen, it's Phil Katie Phil on that show because his angle on American sports is usually great when it comes to what kind of should go and what can work with the VAR nonsense you know it's definitely that Wednesday show will be worth yeah, of the TV One here. of
0: the feels yeah. will be on One of the feels <laughs> um, uh, I know Gav Andy uh, maybe Jamie is on there and happy birthday Jamie by the way John, Jamie. He's, uh... Happy
3: birthday Jamie
0: What age he's is he? There. 42, 43, something like that. 29. No, sh- 29
1: no, really, we Be honest, right? We don't really give a shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not joining <laughs> in saying happy birthday oh, because
2: you. I don't I do. I do. Jamie has uh, a, a, a lovely fellow fun. with a lovely family. No, he's a top top lovely, lovely guy.
0: You want um, to meet him in person, Peter? you will have a different opinion? <laughs> 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 Extra lovely. Um, so, um one thing before we finish up then i want to i want to i want to just twist that question a little bit in terms of the uh the being so many contenders um joe are you enjoying the fact that this is a, t- a close title race right now no
3: no i would rather we were 20 points ahead and not be worried about <laughs> all this
1: shit you would have uh, paid <laughs> out by now joe
3: <laughs> <laughs> well paddy Power had out in Fulham and they're under a bit of pressure now but um <laughs> Yeah, I, listen, it's interesting for the neutral and for every other, like there's seven or eight clubs that the media may now have a chance. I still realistically think it's only three, four at a push, but um, no, I'd rather we were ahead and just with all the injuries and all, it's a little bit worrying, but I still think we win the league by five or six points. Mm.
0: Pete, are you enjoying the fact that there's... Uh... Maybe five or six contenders that are getting built up. Would it or make it almost no. even sweeter if we win no. it by no. one or two points?
2: No, I am spoiled. I am. I am like Joe. To be honest with you, you know, I grew up in Liverpool with the with the top dogs when I was a little kid. They're the top dogs now, and um, the quality we have we're by far and away the best side in it. Manchester City are, you know, imploding. The only re- the only reason it's in any way competitive at the moment is the injuries we have. I am spoiled. Mm-hmm. I want to win the league again by ten points. Well. Ten points plus. I'm spoiled. I don't, I'm not interested in tense affairs. I want the quality to be reflected on the on the on the league table.
0: Hmm. Um, so, comments here. Did would enjoy it more if if they weren't a Liverpool fan with it being this close? Nilo, a close title race. A good thing for you, or you know close? where I
1: am. In this way, I've said it before. We won it last year. I'm happy, out, man.
0: I'm a long, long I'll
1: time for. It. And then everything just came at once, and it was just overwhelming for me. I'm still trying to deal with it. So if we don't win it this year, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I genuinely think we will though. But if it's one point goal difference, whatever, a VAR decision that was retracted from three weeks ago, I don't really give a shit. Mm. I genuinely think we win it, and it's it more exciting because it's close? Not really, because I'm not really watching much football at the minute because it's a the spectacle of shit. Mm, mm. So when the fans go back in, I'll go. I'll go be all over it, yeah. and then I, and then I'll only watch second halves.
0: 2,000 fans, Nilo. I mean, are you expecting that to make much of a difference?
1: Well, I got my ticket in the post during the week. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be bothered. No, I'm only messing. Yeah, I know. It's going to help. Of course it is. But I wonder, right? I wonder. 2,000 fans. Hmm. That's going to cost the club, isn't
0: it? I think it will, yeah. And, and certainly the lower league clubs, are, you know, the likes of Tranmere, um, Mark Palios coming out and saying that that it is going to cost them money to accommodate 2,000 fans. Who? Uh, Mark Palios, the chairman of Trammier. Oh, yeah. He said that it will cost them money now to have... Now we the shit what Mark Palios has to say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I, I genuinely... Sorry, I'm not getting into the whole Brexit... or not Brexit, the fucking... Toronto oh, no, me, no. <laughs> I get into the Brexit thing if you want. I'm all over that, man.
0: <sighs> oh, no, thanks, Dilo. Well, I'll
1: be able to get a piece of mackerel over here in a couple of months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so look we will before we do get on to Brexit we will we'll look we'll wrap up for this week we've got big games coming up against Ajax and Wolves as I say we've got um, the lads going into we a bit Wolves of a, again yeah we are yeah yeah oh, of course, yeah
1: um,
0: yeah. Playing them, of yeah it's uh, that's going to be another another tricky game look we we, we you know we've got all comers um, over the next few weeks so um, stay tuned Um number of shows obviously the lads will be all over the previews and um post-match shows and fat back four and we will be back next uh next Monday for another forum so good to have you back Joe
3: thanks right fair play Delighted to see them. you Joe again I am delighted cheers Nilo Hello. good have to I. have you Nelo. uh
0: uh-huh. and thanks for the education as usual Pete
2: Ah, God! I'm like a broken record. One day things will change, but yeah, I, you know, what I do need. I, I, I'm just about to get kicked out of my house again. Uh, I have to say, Joe, if, Joe, if you help me out, I need a few decent tips this week so as I can, just so as I can get the mortgage sorted out. <laughs> I give you one tip. I give
1: you. I give you a tip. Don't start fucking
2: gambling. Been, <laughs> this time, I've five been, years, been, Joe will be I've homeless. I'm not you. <laughs> no it's a, more, it's, a more, it's a it's a it's a mugs game i have to say we live
1: in i
0: used to have the odd uh, bit on the world cup mugs game World's game yeah. but one thing one thing i would not, say one I thing know. i would say before we finish up uh you will occasionally be treated on the um day trippers uh, twitter page to to some of joe's tips going out and uh, he's put up um hotter um, for first goal scorer, any time goal scorer in Champions League games recently, and uh, he's not let us follow us down. So, um, you never know. Um, someone might stick out. Another um tip for tomorrow uh, for the Ajax I game.
1: Joe, I would have a go. Unfortunately, I haven't got the personality type to start gambling.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I noticed.
1: Yeah, I'd you know <laughs> uh, be sitting here be pants if I had a start six months ago. <laughs> I ain't got all in. I'm on Neil. Yeah, whatever it is, I go all in.
0: Right, so we will we will wrap up just to say that Super Tiger has nominated Pete for man of the match tonight. Fair play. Um, thumbs up from um from I'm gonna do Tiger one of them the uh, match, one yeah. of them
1: tweets now Cavani I gonna send it to you Peter. That's what Joe does to get me first.
0: <laughs> right. So before Nilo gets us a, an instant ban, we will be back next week. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like Bold McCafe iced coffee, get any size for $1.69, or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an
2: apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just Come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with
3: any other offer or combo meal.
1: 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
3: Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball.
1: Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever
3: someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying.
2: The phrase is from Geico because they help save people
1: money.
3: Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor.
1: Geico. 15 minutes could
2: save you 15% or more.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.